Welcome back to Turf Talk Key Race Edition. And Vance, while you were uh, sucking back free soda and riding the rides in Santa Claus, Indiana, Uncle Mo became the fifth next out winner from the Kentucky Derby, joining Exaggerator, Creator, uh, Tom's Ready, and Gunrunner. What do you attribute to the success of Derby starters? Well, it's a pretty uh, competitive crop for one thing. They're comp comprised of some very good horses, talented horses that can carry their form from one race to another. And uh, also there's plenty of uh, major races for three-year-old these days. The Ohio Derby was revived a couple of years ago. Now it's a lucrative $500,000 option for horses on their way to some of the major grade one races and later in the summer. So uh, I would say those two factors, this is a pretty above average, or average to above average crop of uh, three-year-olds. The second, there's plenty of opportunities to make money. If you've got a good colt on your hands, there's really no reason to uh, go hungry at all uh, during the course of the year. Yeah, uh, agreed on all counts, and uh, we'll get to the second half of the year after my point. Uh, to me, what, what's interesting, Mo Tom was actually the last horse in the, the Kentucky Derby. Uh, when Cupid defected, he became the 20th starter, and at the time, I thought, well, you know, we'll have at least one more. There's no way that this is going to be it, and lo and behold, you know, two weeks later, it was, it was the same 20. Uh, and I think that's part of it is, you know, we didn't end up having this, for lack of a better word, filler in the race. The, the 20 who wanted to go to the race were the 20 in, basically. There really wasn't much hustling. I mean, yeah, you could say, well, what about the Spiral winner? You know, maybe he doesn't belong among these. Well, he, you know, he won a significant race on the Derby Trail, and maybe he's not a dirt horse. But, you know, to me, the right horses that you would want in were there and they're competitive after the Derby as well. Uh, Tom's ready to me would be, I don't want to say surprise, Doug Salvatore picked him in, in the blog for the Belmont Stakes, but you know, it was a big long shot for the Louisiana Derby. Didn't run great in Kentucky, but you know, turned back and won the Woody Stevens. Louisiana Derby doing very well. Uh, Gunrunner won the Matt Wynn out of the Kentucky Derby. I would anticipate that we'll see both him and Mo, maybe Mo Tom in the Haskell, certainly maybe the Jim Dandy for Mo Tom if they don't want to take their chances with Monmouth's traditional profile. Uh, my question to you is, do you think any of these horses that did not win a classic can jump up and contend with Nyquist's exaggerator creator at the end of the year? Uh, off the t just off the top of my head, I'm thinking no long term. I think uh, maybe some of these horses can be vulnerable short term in, in particular races. Uh, Nyquist will be coming in off a long layoff in the Haskell, presumably. Maybe Gunrunner can catch him on an off day mm. uh, as Nyquist is kind of preparing for possible uh, more lucrative uh, or big, maybe a bigger store, score, score down the lane for like the Pennsylvania Derby Trap right. or something like that. Uh, Jim Dandy's the comeback race for Exaggerator and possibly Creator. Course, their eyes are really set on the Travers. Right. Chances are, you know, maybe a horse can come and catch him at a mile and an eighth or shorter. So it, it kind of all depends. But as far as the three year old championship is concerned, I'm thinking uh, Creator, uh, Nyquist, and Exaggerator are going to be a little bit hard to beat. So for right now. Right. Not only, you know, to me, would horses like Gunrunner or Motom or whoever else have to keep winning, but they need the others to lose as well. Um, it, it's not enough just to rack up some wins even if they're big wins uh, but you know beating older Breeders Cup race could be into play uh, one thing this has settled for me and, and part of it was Unified's egg at one to five 
but you know there was some talk throughout May with him and the player and uh, I forget who won the easy go around Belmont Day beat Cupid uh, economic model uh, you know that oh these are going to be major players in the second half I have a hard time envisioning them running with the classic horses based on what we've seen uh, since the Derby. I agree. Uh, economic model was very good winning the easy goer, but it was it was almost like a function of Cupid not performing so right. well in that particular race. Uh, Unified was kind of life and death to win the Peter Pan around one turn, mm-hmm. going a mile and an eighth. Yeah, his race at Monmouth recently was not good at all. Obviously, no. he he can probably rebound, but obviously uh, Jimmy Jerkins is now pointing towards one turn races right. for him now. He's kind of not pursuing that uh, two turn goal anymore, which I think is the smart move. Well, we had Nyquist finish third in the Preakness. Exaggerator won it. Uh, Gunrunner came back to win the Matt win. Uh, that leaves Moeyman among the Derby Superfecta. Uh, the horse who you know made me a believer. Same as Destin, who finished sixth. Didn't like either of them going into the Derby. Uh, granted, they didn't win, but I, I thought both ran admirably. Destin uh, also second in the Belmont, so supporting the key race. So. Um, Moeyman to me, you know, I had a lot of respect for his talent, just didn't think he was going the right way in the Derby. Now they're talking about one turn with him. Uh, to me, he moves way up given what the horses around him in the Derby have done since. Yeah, uh, I think the Jim Dandy's going to be his next race, and uh, it'll be very interesting to see if, you know, he could face Exaggerator there, maybe faces Creator there, a mile and an eighth, uh, first off the bench at Saratoga. He might be the kind of horse to possibly upset those two mm-hmm. in that race, and uh, we'll we'll get a bigger indication of how good Mohamed is relative to the rest of this class in that Jim Dandy. You know, he lost of a lot of luster losing the Florida Derby for the first time. Right, ran probably better than a lot of people expected at Louisville, and uh, it'll be a good opportunity for him to get back into the game. All right, and then on the Philly side, uh, you know, Songbird, of course. Uh, I don't think we're going to see her against males this year. No, no, I don't think so. It's It, it clearly looks like it's going to be uh, coaching Club American Oaks, Alabama, and maybe the Cotillion as her final Breeders' Cup to staff prep. So, uh, yeah, af- after her uh, illness that kept her out of the Kentucky Oaks, uh, every every uh, dream that people had that she might face males kind of went down the tubes. Yeah, I think if she had won there, the Haskell would certainly be in the conversation because she would have beaten Catherine Sophia. Uh, if she had won, of course. Uh, but now, I, I guess the Cotillion would be the one. If she wins a coaching club in Alabama, unless the Cotillion's a prep for the Classic, I don't underst- I wouldn't understand going to that race. It would be a shame if we didn't see her against a top-level horse. But, I mean, that's the way it's shaken out. Uh, you know, sheer drama in the Breeders' Cup, big whoop. We're all, we all want to see her either face Beholder or the top three-year-old males. I don't think either is going to happen. No, I don't think so either. And, uh, you know, even if she triumphs at Saratoga in both races, even going to the Cotillion is kind of anticlimactic at that point. She yeah. had already sewn up three-year-old Philly championship honors. You know, even I think a uh, more reasonable prep for the Breeders' Cup might be the spinster at Keeneland. And she, at least she would be facing some good older fillies and right. in that particular race. I don't see her going back to California and running against Beholder in the Zenyatta Stakes right. as a prep. That's that's a no go right there. So, you know, you know if she clearly uh, uh, takes the championship at Saratoga, I'd love to see her in our own backyard at Keeneland again running in the Spinster. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. And uh, wrap it up with this because I know we agree uh, the, the Din for her to have 
potentially horse of the year honors if she were to run the table and let's say some other horses don't so it's sort of even among all the under other divisions I'm not going to go for that though if, no. I mean if she doesn't face males it's she's not even third on my ballot yeah that's always been my uh, criteria for fillies especially a three-year-old filly. Right. you have to run and beat older horses in a stakes race uh, to get any kind of consideration uh, from me so uh, the fact that she's not likely to face older horses at all this year, uh, older males, I should say, uh, just kind of eliminates her as a horse of the year candidate in my book. Yeah. Well, there's still time. Maybe something will change depending on how she wins. But I do think this three-year-old group is, is proving to be, uh, you know, interesting at the very least and uh, even better competitive. Uh, so plenty of races to look forward to throughout the year, and I'm sure we'll be discussing them. Absolutely. All right. Well, join us next week, uh, July 4th, Belmont Derby, maybe, Aiden O'Brien, Dermot Welch, sending some over. We'll have plenty to talk about. Until then.